This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. Hey legends, Josh here from deadsetpodcasting.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about some microphones that I've owned over the last 10 years. Coming up on 10 years in podcasting for me. And yeah, I've been a bit of a gear nut that entire time. So I'm going to give you a quick pro and con on each of these microphones. This is by no means an exhaustive list. So these are the things that come to mind when I think back about the microphone, what I liked most and what I liked least about each one. So the Heil PR40, the Pro, it really does sound like a podcasting microphone. You talk into it and you sound like a podcaster. It's pretty recognisable. The best way I could describe it is it has lots of boom and lots of sizzle. So it's a recognisable podcasty kind of microphone. The con. There's too much boom and sizzle for certain voices. Particularly if you have a sibilant voice, I think the PR40 is a bad choice, which I have a sibilant voice. I'm using an SM7B at the moment, so not as sibilant a microphone as the PR40. The next mic that I owned was an MXL USB.009. So beautiful sounding microphone, probably top five out of all the mics I've owned of any kind for vocal tone, which is really its only pro, is that it sounded really fantastic. The cons, it was USB only. I don't even know if this mic's still in production, but if it is, that's probably a little bit too limiting for a lot of people now, that it doesn't have both XLR and USB. The other problem, and it's probably the only microphone here that suffers from this, is that the USB.009 had a very low user base. So what I mean by that is that there wasn't a lot out there about it. Unlike the microphone I'm using today, the SM7B, where there's a thousand YouTube videos about how to EQ it, how to address it, how to mount it, there was basically nothing out there besides a few reviews about what it was when it came to the USB.009. So if you're someone that likes to get a lot of information on a mic and or you like to know that there's a lot of information out there in case you have trouble, I would stay away from that mic. I'm going to put the next two microphones together because to me they weren't as different as everyone was saying they are. The ATR2100 from Audio-Technica and the AT2005 from Audio-Technica. The pros. They were USB and XLR, which makes them quite versatile. They were always affordable, and even though they've gone up a fair bit in price now, they still are pretty affordable for a microphone. And if you are doing video, which I don't, but if you are, or you take a lot of photos in the studio, the AT2005, which is the black unit, does look pretty good. It looks a lot like a Sennheiser, actually, if you don't zoom in too much. So the cons, they're actually not very well built. So I've had four of these things die over the time that I've been podcasting. I had them as second and third mics when I was doing in-person shows. So yeah, I don't think they're as good as everyone says they are, but they do sound pretty good for the money. And certain voices can make that mic sound extraordinary, but those people have an extraordinary voice. So I'll just put that out there. You guys can think about that. It's not always the microphone that's making the mic sound great. It can be the person just being blessed with an incredible voice, which I am not. So the Rode Procaster was next. 
It had a very nice broadcast-ready kind of sound. I did find the Procaster to be a little bit more plosive than I was expecting. A lot of reviewers I've noticed disregard plosives. They see it more as a performance problem. But if you're in a controlled space, that might be correct. But a lot of the time, podcasters that don't have an audio-treated room like I do here, where I've got treatment on the walls and I've built my own sound baffles and I've got curtains up, if you're just in any old kind of room, you really do want to be right on top of that microphone to get rid of some of the environmental problems, reverb and delays and all that kind of stuff. So places become more of an issue than if you were using the mic in ideal circumstances. 